Right now, though, an interesting story came across last week, and as you know, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for uh, anything to do with dinosaurs, so we got a great dinosaur. It's a really interesting story. It's not just about dinosaurs, it's about evolution. It's very cool, but it's all centered around the discovery of, uh, of a dinosaur that, best of my knowledge, and uh, my knowledge is very limited and probably maybe even wrong when it comes to this, is it's a lot like a T-Rex, but... There's some questions about why it would be like a T-Rex based on where it lived and how that fits into evolution. There's a whole lot to get into. So we'll get on somebody who knows what we're talking about. That's Thomas Cullen, who's a postdoctoral fellow in earth sciences at Carleton University. Thomas, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Okay, so let's just start about this new, it's not newly discovered, but it's newly named. Just tell us about the dinosaur in question here. Sure. So the dinosaur in question is uh, called Meraxes. It was named... Uh, earlier this year, maybe a month or two ago, back in July, and it's part of a big collaborative project that was led by a number of our Argentine colleagues, um, in particular Juan Canali down at the Ernesto Bauckham Museum, um, down sort of in northern Patagonia. Okay. And he worked with uh, worked with uh, myself and with my old postdoctoral supervisor, uh, Pete McAvicky, who used to be at the Field Museum in Chicago, which is how we sort of all linked up on it. And it was this big animal, it's almost the size of T-Rex, What's interesting about it is that it's very distantly related for, to it. So it's it shares relatives with T-Rex, but it's not a very close relative. So say like a very distant cousin. And it's from about 95 million years ago, and it's from South America rather than North America like T-Rex. So very different in sort of place and time. But despite that, it's grown to a sort of similar size yeah. and very similar to T-Rex, has evolved a sort of very large head and very small front arms. Which is really, really interesting because, I mean, obviously that points to something in the environment that is spurring evolution in that direction, right? Uh, yeah, potentially. So when you take a look at it, what what is the reasoning? We always know about there's so many jokes and everything about T-Rex and their little arms. What do we know about why evolution possibly might have produced small arms like that? Yeah, so you're right. It's it's definitely one of the things that's always stuck out as, um, as a question of why are their arms so small? And there's been a lot of ideas debated in the past, uh, many of them along the lines of well, they must have been doing something, like what was the like evolutionary reason for making their arms small so that they could... Uh, is there some actual activity that's advantageous for them having small arms? Yeah. And on the other side, um, the sort of other argument is it's actually just sort of a side effect of natural selection for some other feature, and then the arms are getting small as sort of a counterbalance or a trade-off. And that they might be doing something, but that... It, that doesn't really have anything to do with why they became small. They're becoming small because something else is being pushed a different direction and, and smaller arms is just a side effect of that. So, I mean, in terms of the discovery of the dinosaurs, some really interesting things. Tell me about the work you do in determining how old the specimen you found is. That's fascinating. Yeah. So one of the, and that's actually, that was my main contribution on this particular paper naming the animal was that, um, for part of my research, I go and I will actually take like limb bones in, in general of dinosaurs, and you can sort of cut them in half and make a really thin section of that that you can pass light through and look under a microscope. And then from there, you can look at the fine tissue uh, of the fossil, and you can see the what, where the, the bone cells used to be, and you can see the way the tissue is organized. And most importantly, for our purposes, you can see these growth marks that occur about once a year, very much like tree rings. And lots of animals have these, not just dinosaurs. Um, and so we have a good idea of how to use those to figure out how old something was and how fast they were growing. And so from that, we can apply these different statistical models and figure out how old the animal was when it died, approximately 
uh, how fast was it growing at different parts of its life, and from that make sort of inferences about whether it was a sort of high metabolism, warm-blooded animal, things like that. So this latest animal and what you're learning about it, is it is it being examined and uh, studied more in terms of what impact it might have on our understanding of evolution than anything else? Uh, yeah, that was sort of one of the main focuses of the of the study. So, of course, there was the, the sort of primary paleontology component of describing the bones and, and seeing what animals they're related to. But uh, the bigger portion was, yeah, looking at um, trying to figure out why it evolved these sort of large head, small arm-like structures similar to a T-Rex and looking at a sort of independent process of evolution in multiple lineages. So in the group that this thing belongs to, in the Tyrannosaurus, and in another third group where the same thing happens. And what we sort of found is that um, in the case of like this versus Tyrannosaurus, these things are evolving the sort of large size head and reducing their arms uh, to a similar sort of proportion, um, but doing so with very different modifications to how they're, they're growing their overall bodies. So it's it's producing the same sort of ultimate result, but it's doing so in sort of a very different way. So that's, mm-hmm. that's telling us about sort of mechanisms of evolution, how it can happen. It's not always going to follow the same pathway, even to produce a similar result. Um, but our analyses also were showing us something neat, which is that in all of these different groups that have evolved sort of larger heads and smaller arms, um, in none of them do the relative proportions of the, of the arms to the rest of the body ever go below a certain threshold. And that can tell us, again, about evolution, it's telling us that even if these things are, are being selected for or, or changing through evolution, there are certain sort of constraints that can't really go smaller than a certain level. That might be like the maximum that's possible for this body plan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, it really is and cool. In terms, and in terms of what they were, why they actually had a, well, why, why the big head, um, the sort of idea, the hypothesis that we think makes the most sense is that it was related to them in their role as large predatory animals. So they're evolving larger heads to deal with their sort of carnivorous lifestyle, yeah. and that's their primary tool for obtaining prey. And by be, like producing a larger head, you know, they started to become sort of front-heavy. So in the trade-off, the arms are starting to reduce with that. Okay. That makes and sense, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, that in itself is a bit of a sort of just-so story. So the, that's going a little bit beyond the data, but that's, that's sort of the, the model that best fits what we're seeing. In, in general, what we can mainly tell that the, the heads were getting larger, it does seem to correlate with those increases in carnivorous activity, and the arms getting smaller does appear to be sort of a side effect or trade-off rather than an, a, a directly selected feature. Very cool. Very interesting. Thomas, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate that. That's great. All right, well, it's great, uh, great being here, and thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. That's Thomas Cullen, who is a postdoctoral fellow at Earth Sci- in Earth Sciences at Carleton University. That, that makes sense, right? I mean, if you're evolving and your head keeps getting bigger, and you got to try and some, shed some weight off the top front, uh, get rid of the big arms. <laughs> Maybe it's as simple as that. Pretty cool.